Welcome to For the Health of It, starring Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. She is joined by producer Mike Clark. This dynamic, sometimes crazy, sometimes funny, and always entertaining duo will inspire you to eat, move, sleep, think, and live better. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Hey, Mike. We're back in the studio. Hey, Jenny. Do you know why I said, hey, Mike? Why? Because you always say I introduced you too late. You do? I know. Yeah. Here's Mike I'll be talking like for 15 minutes like, oh, by the way, that's Mike (laughs) over there on the... So we are highlighting producer Mike Clark. He's in the house. And what an exciting day. I actually have two of my gal pals here. We have Erin Hubbard back, who has been on the show before talking about yoga. You may remember her. She's a certified yoga instructor. Hi, Erin. Hi, Jenny. I'm so glad you're back. Hi, Mike. I'm so glad to be here. Erin gets the award for sexiest radio voice. She does, yes. And we have Julie Lewis, who is a certified massage therapist. Hi, Julie. Hello. We go back. How long? How far do we go back, girls? Oh. Before my son was born, so probably 16 years. Yeah, I think I advised you to buy your first house. Yeah, that was about 16 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, I'm surrounded about, by beautiful girls today. Yeah. I have a, a touch of performance anxiety, I think. <laughs> Good. You need that. I know. We got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And Aaron, we probably go back, I don't know, 10 years? 10 years sounds about, about 10 right. 10 years? Okay. So these are my, these are my, my girlfriends. And Your gal pals. Yeah, what, what gal pals talk about, you know, because we've, we've all are raising or have raised children. You know, we're always raising children, right? It doesn't matter how old they get. So our children raise, how, how old is your youngest, Aaron? Skylar is eight. Okay, so our children range from age eight to how old is Gus, Julie? 20. Eight to 20. So between the three of us, we have six children. And, and Mike? I have three kids, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- my oldest is 34. And my youngest is 28. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm close to death. Okay. <laughs> so we collectively have some experience with you think? whether or not we expose our children to dirt. Let's talk about dirt. And I mean like dirt, like mud, dust, dirt. bacteria. Like, I'm not sure what that is on the ground, but they just put it in their mouth kind of dirt. Yeah. yeah. There's an article that that was on a website called MarksDailyApple.com, and it was called How to Safely Expose Your Kids to Dirt. And this is what started me thinking about this, because, you know, there's this whole concept that as a, as a society, we overvalue sterility and we fear dirt. Yeah, we're also tidy, aren't we? We are, you know, yeah. and the extreme is, you know, the parent who's literally following behind the children with the, with the wipes, with the, what do they yeah. call those? I've never purchased them. Yeah, the, they have like bleach in them or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I go to the school and like the teachers have like these like vats of hand sanitizer on the desks. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? There, we don't have studies on that yet. That's going to be interesting when that I comes out. I think it out. is too. Yeah. I was in the... The ICU yesterday, and I wanted to wash my hands, and the nurse guided me over to that, and I was like, "Oh no, I never touch that stuff. Just give me soap and water. Yeah. I want give just me soap, soap and, water. and water, and to sing Happy Birthday." Yeah, you know, and I, I don't think we're going to make the argument that that there's not you know some value in being clean, but I think we should talk about the value in in of actually being dirty. of being dirty <laughs> because there's science behind this, right? I love being dirty. <laughs> And so it begins, <laughs> the editing. Okay. 
So this whole concept of overvaluing sterility, the article talks about how it's in our homes, our guts, and even our hospitals, where we've become so fearful of germs that we potentially have impaired our immune systems. We've impaired our gut and digestive health and even our mental health. So that's interesting. Let's talk about this because, you know, the world's a dirty place. We kind of have to accept that, right? You know, I walked around New York City the other day, and when I came back to the room, I washed my face, and there was dirt all over that washcloth. Yeah, and New York's a lot cleaner than it used to be. Right. Yeah, 20 years ago, man. Ooh. And so to some extent, do we need to embrace within reason that, you know, we're still going to be surrounded by dirt, even if we take a shower a couple times a day? So is there value in the actual dirt. I had a chiropractor tell me once that we were in a group and there was a, a child with one of those pacifiers in their mouth. And this older chiropractor, literally he was like 80, 85 years old. And he said to the mother, he said, the, the healthiest thing you can do for that child is take that binky out of their mouth, throw it in the corner, roll it around in the dust and stick it back in. Oh, I believe uh, that for sure. Yeah. yeah. So wh- why would that be true? Let's talk about that, right? Because... If we are exposed to some level of environmental contaminants, whether it's, you know, this sounds gross, but a small amount of feces or dust or just dirt from the soil, is there a benefit? Yeah, I'll pass on the feces, but <laughs> well, it's, I don't mind the dirt. If it's familial, right? So baby lives in my house and the baby comes into contact with their own feces or, you know, happens to bump into the toilet or something like that, Mm -hmm. there's no need to freak out because they're already exposed to those because they were riding around in my body. And it's kind of like training wheels for your immune system. That's exactly right. right. It is. Have you heard of something called the hygiene hypothesis? I haven't. Yeah. Sounds like a new metal band. (laughs) That would be a funny name. It would be. (laughs) It's basically a hypothesis or a line of thinking that holds that when you're exposed to parasites, bacteria, and viruses, um, you know, limited, but you're exposed early in life, that children actually face a greater chance of having less autoimmune problems like allergies and asthma and any autoimmune diseases during adulthood. Because what happens is the baby needs immune stimulation. So when we have small amounts of stimulation, the immune system kicks in and there's value. If we don't allow the immune system to work, meaning we're super sterile environment, we're always given antibiotics, the baby doesn't fight off any virus or bacteria on their own, the immune system does not get to work. And they're actually more likely to have problems in adulthood with autoimmune disorders. So basically, you're saying you have to exercise your immune system, huh? Basically, yeah. yeah. And it's allowing yourself to be sick or allowing yourself to be around germs. So there's actually a study. um, McDade was the head of this study. And this was out of Northwestern University. It found that children who were exposed to more animal feces and had more cases of diarrhea before the age of two had less incidence of inflammation in the body as they grew into adulthood. You know, and inflammation is what can lead to heart disease and diabetes and Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, and inflammation is how the body reacts to something that is other, right? And so exactly. it can get sort of out of control and decide that it it overreacts. And so these training wheels or another metaphor might be the immune system is a muscle that you need to exercise mm-hmm. and get into shape and have it recognize what's really going on. And some of the best ways to do that is lo- allow your child to play outside. See, you know, that's get another into issue. The dirt. Do, do kids go outside as much as they used to? I think not. 
I think there's know? some communities and parents who really make an effort. But yeah, yeah. I think it's very possible that mm-hmm. children um, could grow up in a family and sp- spend little time outdoors. Yep. Absolutely. I also think it's really valuable for a child to grow up with a pet. You know, if you yeah. grow up with a dog in the house, there's naturally going to be bacteria that's brought into the house. They're more likely to go outdoors. You know, my children grew up with pets. I assume yours did as well. And you think about it, that pets are dirty. Yeah, you have a dog, don't you, Jules? Yeah. I do. I'm having other thoughts as I'm sitting here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but they also bring ticks into the house. And that's something I struggle with. Well, and this is interesting. I'm studying with a a Mexican um, doctor, and he's telling us as we're going through all the pathogens that uh, he doesn't understand why Americans have so many pets in their house that it's not good for us. And because in Mexico, they keep them outside. And I was like, I, I really don't know which is true. But I, I tend to agree with you, the dog exposes us to a lot of things. And, and the dog is uh, calming for the house and represents God in the house and represents nature in the house. And that's really good energy for the immune system, I think. And I think most pets don't have a lot of free roam outdoors. Most communities aren't super supportive of that. So the dog is likely going to stay within the boundaries of the yard. You know, so the the dog will be limited to what they're exposed to as well. Yeah, it's not going to be dumpster diving or anything. (laughs) No. And, you know, I I lived in a pretty rural area and my dog would potentially come in contact with other animals, but not necessarily on a regular basis. You know, it's not like they're attacking. So you you basically telling me I only have to shower like once a month now? <laughs> well, for you, no. But <laughs> but what does along, she mean by along, that? along this lines is is it really um, in a child's best interest, say an infant, to bathe them every day? Right. You know, there's natural oils that are in the skin, and if we are constantly bathing them, especially with soaps or shampoos with chemicals on it, um, we really may be harming their ability to. I know nothing of shampoo. There was a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who can't see Mike, he's bald. (laughs) Rather. A couple years ago, I was able um, (laughs) to hear a great uh, talk by Dr. Joseph Mercola. And you've probably heard of Mercola.com. You mention him all the time. Yeah, he actually um, spoke to a large group about some of this topic. And he was saying that, you know, he recommends bathing. Um, but only really with soap, washing like underarms and private parts. He said he recommend not washing with soap on most of your skin because your skin has natural oils right. that are protective. And when you actually get rid of those oils, we don't have the protective barrier for our environment. So there's there's a lot of suggestion when you really look into it of not putting soap all over our body on a regular basis. Well, and you know, looking at it through the lens of your skin is an organ. We, we don't think of it that way, but it really is an organ. And so... It has, you know, a system, a bacteria system that's already there and it needs to be protected. So chlorine, water and all of that, it's stripping away. And It's true. Yeah, it's stripping away the oils and the natural bacteria on the surface that keep us kind of homeostasis. Right on. Right on, Julie. Let's take a short break. When we come back, let's wrap up with just a few practical ways to know how where is this balance between keeping our children presentable and allowing them to get dirty. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host is Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you're in the Southern New Hampshire area, you can schedule a health consultation and examination with Dr. Jenny. To schedule, call 673-5600. That's 673-5600. 
For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, go to www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com or call 673-5600. To find a chiropractor in your area, go to www.chiropractic.org slash doctorfinder. Now back to raw talk about full potential living for the health of it. We're back and we're talking about dirt. 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 <laughs> I, I think it'd be really um, valuable to just give some examples of kind of do's and don'ts when it comes to um, hygiene in children. And, you know, number one, which what we've been saying is just let them play in the dirt, you know, and don't lose your mind if they put a small amount in their mouth, you know, like think of it like a teaspoon. I mean, don't actually measure it, but you know, like a teaspoon. So encourage mud puddles, you know, or allow them to just get their get their clothes and their hands dirty and it's on their face, whatever, like let them have fun because that's really natural for kids to want to play in a, in a natural environment. They're exposed to a lot of germs too, just from school. That's for sure. Well, you and know? when it comes to schools and it comes to um, interior environments. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is, you know, we don't want to have excessive hand washing. You know, right, it's, it's right. likely they've been outside playing, you're going to have lunch, you know, wash your hands, but especially avoiding hand soaps that have triclosan. Is that what's in hand sanitizer stuff? It's that antibacterial agent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's actually an antibiotic and it's becoming more and more and more obvious that it's creating problems. And it's been banned in a number of other countries. Isn't it, that it true? It really has. Yeah. Really? And, and I think they're actually maybe even working on banning it in this country. I think I saw something. But... You're right. They have. And think of it this way. Any antibiotic won't just wipe out the bad stuff. It wipes out the good stuff. Right. And we have healthy bacteria on our hands that keep out pathogens or keep out bacteria. So when we strip that from our hands, we actually um, make ourselves more vulnerable. That's so true. It's a game of numbers. So if your yes. positive bacteria can outnumber and crowd out the bad bacteria, that's what helps keep you healthy. I'd like to also add that antibacterial soaps and stuff only kills, you know, it, it does say it kills 99.9%, but it's that one-tenth of percent that's the strongest and most likely to reproduce, and that gets right? stronger. And so by that using gets stronger, and that's where you get the oh, so antibacterial resistant stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, it's messing with the numbers. It's totally messing with the numbers. So having a furry pet is good, but use common sense. You want to pick up your animal feces regularly in the yard. You know, you don't want your child out munching on your animal's poop. If especially litter boxes, you know, you have little kids near litter boxes, especially if your cat goes outdoors, pick up that regularly, you know, really keep it logical that your child can't necessarily just go grab that for a little one or two year old. But having a furry pet around can be good. You know, check them for ticks, bathe them regularly, but you know, it could be good to have around. As a note, cats carry can carry potentially very bad parasites. Mm-hmm. That's what the cat feces thing. That's why pregnant women don't get to clean cat boxes. So just as a note. If but otherwise, cat's, cats going are cool. to be an outdoor yeah. cat. And you know, when it comes to allowing your children to play outside, for me, I purposely, when the you know, of course, because the children were growing up, I did not spray my lawn or anywhere they would be. If I went to a park, I would prefer a pesticide-free park if that was possible. You know, because when you spray your lawns with chemicals, you know, then your children are, are around the chemicals. So you know, use logic there as well. 
And lastly, find activities, especially family activities, that are outdoors. You know, go camping, go on hikes, play in creeks or streams or rivers. Allow the children to play outdoors without fear that they're going to get dirty. There's really value, um, not just germ-wise, but there's value psychologically and health-wise for children to spend more time outdoors. We really haven't prioritized that as much um, in the last 10, 15 years as we should. That's for sure. Actually, my wife uh, told me the other day we were talking about this subject, and uh, she said when she grew up on a farm, they used to have like giant piles of manure. Her and your her brother used to like hop in it, like jump out of the barn into the piles <laughs> yeah. of manure. And I was like, really? And she seems rather healthy to me. I don't know. She seems very healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah. if you grew up on a farm like that, think of all the you know, cows and horses you're exposed to, you know? Oh, absolutely. We've been a member of an organic CSA, and one of my favorite things mm -hmm. to do with the kids is go and help harvest the carrots and say, go ahead, wipe them on your pants, and then sack the carrots. And they use manure to... Yeah, and there's no chemicals on that. There's nothing, you right, know, and a little right. bit of little bit of dirt on the organic carrots it's is organic. fabulous. It's organic. <laughs> it's organic, and it's changing the mindset that if you allow your children to be exposed in reasonable ways, not to chemicals, but to nature, it will help their immune systems to be stronger. And the five second rule is a good thing. <laughs> yes. Totally go with the five second rule, yes. or even the ten second rule, especially if it's in your own house. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, be well, everybody. You've been listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host was Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you live in the southern New Hampshire area, schedule a health checkup with Dr. Jenny at 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, call 673-5600 or check out www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com. You can also find Dr. Jenny on Facebook at Spinal Corrective Center. Thank you for listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it.